We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. Unscripted, the film show. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth. Man, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good afternoon, everybody, or good morning, good evening, good middle of the night. If you're it's 3am and you're listening to a podcast because you can't get to sleep, we hope we help. <laughs> With our soothing voices. Soothing, whispering voices. I'll sometimes put on a podcast when I can't sleep just because mm-hmm. I don't want to watch TV because mm-hmm. the lights and things like that kind of wake you up. I don't want to be yeah. scrolling on my phone, but I want to... You know, occupy because you know when you wake up at three a.m. No, no, I don't. I I don't often do it. I very rarely do it. But when I do, I start to think about all the things I've done in my past that I've done wrong, and all the problems of the future. Welcome to our brains. And I'm like, right, how do I shut this noise out? Uh So put on a podcast, and that's how you do it. Or how I do it too. I sometimes do radio plays. Oh, um, that's there's that's... one for Dracula. There's lots of Twilight Zone episode radio plays. I'm glad you added Zone. I know. I was a bit concerned there for a sec. No, Twilight Zone episodes where you can. Anyway, that's just me. But um, yeah, I very rarely wake up in the middle of the night. But if I do, it's it's yeah, I'm, I'm definitely up for the long haul, and it's mm. the thoughts come rushing in about everything. Conversations from 25 years ago yep. when I was only five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, You're like, oh, man, I really put my foot in my mouth when I yeah. said that about oh, that person. said that instead. Doll. Oh, that would have been such a better comeback, you know, that kind of stuff. Lewis is like, I, my, this is the sort of stuff I've, I've brought up to my mum and she looks at me like I'm insane. I'm not. I'm just neurodivergent. But um, when I was in Melbourne, I don't know if I talked about this, but when I was in year seven, we went to Melbourne and I couldn't sleep, and so the house we were staying at was a family friend's. So instead of going being upstairs, I decided to go downstairs and go on the couch, but they'd put the alarm on. So when I went what? downstairs, it set the alarm. Who puts a so, alarm on when you're in the house? So Ron comes running down the stairs, and I've been thinking about that for like 30 years <laughs> of how I inconvenienced him in the middle of the night because I set the alarm off. So... Saw him when I went to Melbourne recently, apologised. He doesn't remember that I said, sorry, (laughs) that's how my brain works. (laughs) I don't generally wake up in the middle of the night unless somebody has a nightmare and wants to hop in bed with me. Mm. I say, Chris, go back to your own bed. (laughs) (laughs) Cognitive behaviour for therapy. It's it's all about like not dwelling on the past, Mm -hmm. not thinking about the future, but living in the now. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't work for everybody's brains. Yeah, yeah. But if I get up at three o'clock in the morning, it's usually to go for a wee, and and like because she's getting old, you know. And, and when when I get up, I'll look at the the time and decide whether I should be annoyed or not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so if you get up and you're gonna go for a wee and it's like four fifty five, you just go, God damn oh, it! Oh no, because your but, alarm's about to go yeah, off. But if you get up and it's like three o'clock, you just go rocking two more hours sleep. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it's better when it's like only. 11.39 or something and uh, you're like, yeah, I've got all night or like one or when, two. I was going to say, when do you ever fall asleep before that time? All the 11.39? I'm always, I'm, my bedtime's like 8.30. Oh, so you fall asleep but you wake up whereas I like cannot fall asleep oh. and then it's like 1am and I fall asleep finally and then some kid no. wakes me up at three. I can sleep, no problems. I can fall asleep in nine minutes, easy. Done. It's just the waking up. So, and I don't always. Sometimes I will. Man. And um, if I do it, yeah, I, I always check the time too and I'm like, you know, and I always get so excited when it's not too, like, you know, before your alarm. Mm. But it's worse when it's like a minute before your alarm goes oh, off. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Why? No, no. You're kind of like, oh, well, I'm getting up in a second anyway. It's the half an hour before your alarm yeah. that's really annoying because you're like, 
I'm going to fall back asleep, but I'm going to wake up feeling groggy because I'm going to just start getting into like this. Anyway, well, the, um, well, welcome the, to the Sleep <laughs> Health um, podcast. <laughs> Those are the best dreams, though. Between, like, if you fall Because you remember sleep. them. Yeah, because you're... Yeah, it's so weird. They're so much more lucid than any other dream. Yeah. Anyway, I, I must. I must admit, I've, by, I've, uh, I've managed to get control of any of the negative self-talk uh, issues I've had Ooh. in the past. Um, but I have this thing where my brain will just do this thing about work, which is just completely just wrong, and it makes absolutely no sense. It's kind of like, you know, did you check whether uh, that customer picked up the mice that they're supposed to pick up? Uh, I don't sell mice. Like, why? why? <laughs> Was that in your dream? No, this is just my head. Just, just like, oh. it'll, and, and it'll, it'll do that. And I'll just go, no, this is this is wrong. I'm, I'm not a, a mouse merchant. I do not sell them. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Really? I, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't know what it's called when you do that. Is it when I you're do that in my sleep? sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll say something. I'll be thinking about something and I'll... Yeah, I've done that. I do that often, but I don't know what it's called. But obviously it's a phenomenon that... We, people experience. Is that when you're like half asleep and half awake? I think well, it's probably uh, like one of those things where like, I really don't like... It's not my, in the middle of the day when you're like... No, no, no. no. Okay. It's, it's when you're asleep. It's obviously like if it was during the day, you just go, what the hell is Okay, it? so now that makes more sense yeah. because you're making it sound like it was happening like... No, no, no. Okay, no, no. it's legit it's, when you're asleep. It, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes, yeah. Because I, I often dream about work and I remember when I was working as a checkout chick... I woke up um, because I'm sometimes I move and talk in my sleep and I woke up um, sitting up in bed scanning items. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, oh, jeez, this is sad. As, <laughs> as, as a former checkout chick, does mm. it piss you off now that you've got to go and check your own stuff out of the store? You'd be good at it though. I am super fast <laughs> and I pack well and sometimes that's why I prefer. Um, I, I, I will look at who is at the checkouts, see how enthusiastic they are about their day and decide, hmm, I'm not going to go through that one. So often I don't go through the checkouts. I go ahead and check myself out. But, I mean, sometimes people are enthusiastic in talking to the person. I'm like, oh, yeah, that person's going to yeah. do an okay job. But you know what I think? You should always have worked in customer service at least once mm -hmm. in your life so you know how to be a customer. Very, very I said true. said it before, but yes. anyway. Should we talk about like movie stuff? Yeah. Or should yeah. we just talk help, like sleep hygiene? <laughs> and I mean, we're health? not professional, so we probably shouldn't give advice about no. stuff like that. Yeah. But Medical marijuana is not for everyone, guys. Mm. Um, I'm not talking from experience. I just... We're not it's professionals not. and we don't give advice and I just thought I'd chuck that out there. It's not for everyone, no. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, that was very out of left field. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, how long have you known yeah. me, dude? I am constantly out of left field. That's my life, apparently. So, But that's all right. That's why people love me or hate me. Yeah, I, I apologise uh, as well. On last week's show, uh, I, I I bailed early, and I was probably not as upbeat as I should, uh, as you, you usually am. Uh, but uh, my uh, dog of fifteen years, uh, Abby, was uh, she's been suffering from seizures for the last two years, and unfortunately decided to leave us last week. But uh, it was it was good. Like it was, we had to take her to the the, the vet and have her put to sleep. And I'd never done that before. Yeah. But the vets were so good. Like. Mm. They were really, you know, they were compassionate and everything like that. And it was such a peaceful way for her to go. So if anyone's ever afraid of the end of life of a, of a pet, uh, you know, just, just know that the, the vets are there to really help you out and uh, do, the, do the right thing by you. And, and there's really lovely, you know, you know when you um, get your animal, like, cremated or something like that, um, the, the services they've got there to give you, like, you know, I'm not, like, keep the ashes in the urn kind of person. Some people are. Mm. Um, but there are other little keepsakes, like a little paw print or some yeah. hair, clippings of the hair, just, like, little things to, to remind you of, of your, your pet who's, you know, 
and looked along with you. But the, the, the fur thing, now I did get the fur thing with Abby and the paw print and, and the fur thing was like just because of a reminder of you know, what a fur was like and also in the back of my head was one day they might actually let you clone your animals. That's true. So at least you've got it prepared and yeah. ready to go. But I think paw print is such a beautiful mm. I understand beautiful the paw print. Idea. I didn't actually know that there was a hair thing well they, the hair thing like you can just get like a clipping of their hair and mm. it's just like a in an envelope kind of thing so you oh, can okay. see it. yeah but then there's other things where you can put the hair into something oh um, okay yep, yep. Uh, so you can do do that but i i think that's really nice and like and that way like we, we're just getting abby's uh, ashes and we'll put them in the garden mm. like under a tree uh, something like that but uh yeah there's all sorts of things i mean back in the day it was kind of you just dug a hole out the back and yeah and buried your animal and then unfortunately dug them up accidentally some point in time and freak yourself out but these days it's a you know a lot nicer it is yeah so um i don't know if i've told this story on air but it's kind of a world famous story in our family we had a cat many many years ago i was in year seven and he got leukemia and we got we put him down um and we picked him up from the um the vets and my mum was just way too distraught so I grabbed him you know little old 12 year old or 11 and my dad had dug a like a little hole underneath the frangipani tree for us to put him in but he'd gone a little bit like stiff and unmovable and my dad had not made the hole big enough so we put him in and he kind of just sat on the top and then slowly like folded in half and slowly went down to the bottom. And honestly, it was the best thing to happen because my mum and I were absolutely distraught and watching that happen was hilarious. (laughs) It was the funniest thing ever. So, um, yeah, sometimes these things happen. But it took us about um, 10 or 13, probably about 13 to 15 years to bury Jack. He was our doggy and we had his ashes in the house for a really long time and my mum just was really not knowing where to put them and had to wait until Sean was there and all three of us had to do it at the same time. So, yeah, it's hard. Losing pets is really hard. It it is, it is. But, uh, yeah, one of the things like with with pets though, you you just know you're doing the the right thing and Mm. you're... You're stopping them from suffering, and yeah. you're giving them, letting them a chance to die with dignity, mm. which is just so weird that we we afford that to our animals and to our human counterparts. We're kind of like, no, you must live. We do live. in WA. I know we do in WA now. Yes, mm. yeah, yeah. But Thank it's you. not it's not one of those universal things. It's no, like we're it's just, not. We're just lucky to live in a state that's got compassion. Yeah, um, yeah. A friend of mine, their father recently did that and I did not realise until that was happening that it was legal here in, in mm-hmm. WA. So I was like, oh, good on us. Mark McGowan, I think, is um, quite strong about it. Right, very it's not a political show or a doctor's show <laughs> or a veterinarian. No. You know, when you were talking, I, I tried to be like not let my brain go elsewhere um, but I did think about Colin from accounts <laughs> and like the vet assistant who's like, hi, would you like the foot or like, would you like a little box for the, and then all of a sudden it doesn't happen. And then she's like, yeah, so it's going to cost you 12 grand. <laughs> oh, oh, you do have a normal voice. <laughs> You've seen Colin from accounts. I haven't, but oh, that, what? but what you just said there is so relatable. <laughs> yeah. You, what you just said. Seriously. I cannot believe you. I've seen it twice and started to rewatch it on the plane on the way to Melbourne for a third time. Yet. I have to watch it. It's on binge. Anyway, on, binge. on that note, um, we might quickly take a break and then come back and talk about some movies because apparently we're a film show. Oh, you're unscripted with uh, Lewis, uh, Rachel, and Cecilia. I didn't even introduce us. Oh, it's almost like Tangent City. I mean, that's the thing at the start that says unscripted. I yeah, know. If you're not know. paying attention, then what what's going on? Like, oh, it's a sleep health. Thing that I'm this listening is a to. new episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So, um, I saw a movie on the week- a weekend called Book Club, the next chapter. Didn't see the original but knew that I wouldn't have needed to um, to see this film because there's not a whole lot of real plot. It's not like if you watch the second one and you haven't watched the first one that you're going to be completely confused. It is about four friends. They've been friends for 50 years um, and you've got um, Diane Keaton, 
Jane Fonda, Candice Bergen and Mary Steenbergen. Oh, that's interesting. Candice Bergen, Mary Steenbergen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I only just realised that. Um, but basically I, I saw this trailer and I was like, well, I have to go and see this because it's all sit in, set in Italy. Mm-hmm. And um, as someone who's like, an Italian file, you know how what they what do they call they call people who like France like francophiles. I don't know what they call the people who are like Italiophiles. Italiophiles. That's, that's me. It's literally in my blood. I love Italy, so I'm like, yep. Me and my mum are going to go see this. Um, it is beautiful. Uh, shows lots of things with with Rome and Venice, and it's just. I mean, it's it's a very good advertisement for Italy, <laughs> and I am wondering if the the tourist bureau of Italy has paid for this movie because it's kind of all it has got going for it. So there's a couple of funny lines. Um, the premise is that Jane Fonda, who's been not single all her life, but she's never put a ring on it because mm. she doesn't believe in the institution of marriage, but her partner proposes and the girls are like, hey. The, the world's opened up again because, you know, COVID, um, and let's go on a big trip. Let's have your hens in Italy. Let's do it. So um, that's the premise of the story. Um, there's no real plot. Um, I uh, Yeah. The dialogue is really bad. <laughs> um there are a couple of funny bits, but everyone seems to be phoning it in. Mm. Apart from um, Mary Steenbergen, I don't know what it is about her, but it doesn't seem to matter what she does. She's very watchable. Mm-hmm. So, but everybody else kind of was like a little bit unbelievable and like, yep, just here for the check, um, which is fine. Everyone's got to pay the bills. Um, so, I don't have a whole lot good to say about this film. But I'm probably not the target audience. Mm. So that is my main point to make here. Um, It's very white. It's very old white lady. Um, That sounds bad, but I just mean it's it's of a certain generation and people with a little bit of money in their pockets. Um, So I didn't get that. (laughs) I don't have money in my pockets. It's just like, let's just go to Italy on a whim. (laughs) Yay! I can go and get pizza on a whim. I don't know if I can go to Italy on a whim, but yeah. anyway. Um, no, you go to Italy on a plane. Yeah, no, I can't do that. Um, so it is Mother's Day this weekend. It's out just in time for Mother's Day. I did take my mum. Um, she enjoyed bits of it, but really it just reminded us how much we want to go to Italy like for me again and for my mum the first time and just like go to where our ancestors came from and all that sort of stuff but that's kind of it um but some people will very much enjoy it I did see the first book club which was kind of and I can't and I cannot even tell you or remember what it was about I can't remember if it was the formation of these four friends becoming a book club or they were already cemented well, in having it. Well, apparently they've been friends for 50 years. Yeah, so I think they had this book club and they just routinely met. But I have a feeling um, Diane Keaton's character in the first one had just gone through a divorce. No, her husband died. Oh, my apologies. Her husband died and the girls gather and comfort her. But that's yeah. all I can remember from the the first film. But they had just been in a book club their entire life. They they did at the cinemas have some very fancy um, aperitivio. Oh. Uh, I probably said that wrong, but basically they had a drink which was extraordinarily alcoholic that I took one sip of and I'm like, yeah, no, thank you. At I a two to, o'clock screening. I need <laughs> to drive. All I can taste is alcohol. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm going to give this two pennies in the fountain. Okay. Because if you love Italy and you want to look at it, it's, it's nice it's to watch. Good for that. Or you could just watch the trip to Italy oh. with Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon. I'd probably do that. <laughs> 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 well, at least you're being honest. So thank you for that honest review. Uh, yeah. But like I said, some people will still really enjoy it. But anyway, moving along. Moving along. Um, did you want to talk about love again? Sure. Let's All talk you about do is talk about love. Love. Because obviously this is a, a rom-com. It's or rom-com drama, I'm going to say, because 
it is a little bit dramatic in parts, but clearly this is not the type of film that I would traditionally go along and see. Uh, I but Priyanka Chopra, Chopra Jones is in it, so I can see why you were drawn. Well, and Celine Dion. You know, the only I reason know I drawn. went initially was because I was like, I need to have something to talk about <laughs> on the show. So I thought I'll go and see it. And and I, at the moment in my current state of mind, the, the love stuff is just, oh, I'm like, I'm just not feeling it. I'm like, anyway, I'll tell you about the film because that's what you all want to hear. But it is... No, uh, I want to hear about your love life. No, keep going. It does star Priyanka Chopra, Jonas. Uh, it also oh, Jonas. Sorry, I read Jones. <laughs> stars um, Sam Hewen, who people will know from Outlander. I haven't seen it, but apparently he's a hunk and <laughs> everybody loves this dude. So, and then you've got Celine Dion in her first ever film role, believe it or not, as well. And she's playing a version of herself. She is. If, she is. If you watch interviews and like little videos of her, she's actually hilarious in real life. She's a character. She is. And I think that was really evident in this film as well. I think she was, she had permission to just be herself. Mm. And I think that was throughout the film. But uh, Priyanka plays Mira Ray, who is struggling to cope with the death of her, her fiance say uh, in this film and as a way of grieving it's kind of two years later she's still grieving but as a way of doing this she decides to open up her phone and well someone suggests to her why don't you go home and sit down pour a glass of wine and just have a conversation he's not there but you know as a way of you know grieving and coping she tries to do this but in this stone age We've got phones. In so, this stone age. This stone age. In this age, my apologies. We've got. <laughs> it's been a long day. We have cell phones. So it felt awkward for her to speak out loud. So she, instead she thought, let's open up the phone and message him. So she does. But she hasn't realised at this time that the phone number has been reassigned. So this dude, Rob, who is a journalist, uh, he's got this new work phone, all of a sudden starts getting these, you know, string of messages, quite personal messages and quite um, beautifully written text, quite poetic if you like, you know. Um, I'm not going to try and go into how poetic they are, but she's, you know, good with words. Mm. And he is kind of intrigued by this and as they go on he really wants to uncover who's behind these messages he's just really drawn to them but meanwhile he's also tasked with writing a feature uh, on Celine Dion uh, and the two kind of form a friendship and he asks her you know in you know what should I do when she gives him some advice and then long story short he meets up with the girl uh, and then there's this kind of blossoming romance underpinning the entire story. So you can kind of see where it goes. Mm. Um, Look, I went in a little bit sceptical about this film. I'm not one for romances, but I actually quite enjoyed this. I thought it was quite original. I hadn't seen anything quite like this before. And I think because it wasn't cheesy or too cheesy. Mm. There was some real um, authentic, heartfelt moments behind it. I like the fact that someone, you know, these two people who are both struggling um, meet. And I think, you know, it's a bit far-fetched. I don't think this would ever happen in real life. Mm. But this is a film and I think that sometimes you have to, you know, go in and... Suspend your disbelief. Exactly. But I really enjoyed Celine Dion in this this film. I thought she was really funny. Uh, I liked both the characters for different reasons. And, yeah, it was one where you can just go in and sit back and enjoy it. And and you kind of know how it's going to play out. But... Yeah, it's still enjoyable enough to go and see and and really like it. And it's um, not these two young people, I guess. These guys are a little bit older. They're probably more in their 30, 35. So it kind of speaks to people. um, You don't have to be young to go and see. Because I always think that when you're young, you go and see these kind of romances. But I don't think you have to be. Well, I think I feel like I've been seeing a lot more when it it comes to rom-coms, people of a similar age group to me or like, you know, people who have got kids and have a divorce or whatever and I think, oh, that's kind of like my age group and under and not that I'm that young but but then I thought, you know, I'm I'm sure that Sleepless in Seattle, like the Meg Ryan trio I call it, uh, Sleepless in Seattle, Harry Met Sally and You've Got Mail, they were all people 
of a certain age. Mm. They were not in their 20s in, in any of those. So I was like, oh, maybe this has always happened and I've just not watched any of the rubbish ones. You I might be right because one of my favourite rom-coms is Serendipity with John Cusack and, yeah. and Kate Beckinsale and that's kind of all about fate and destiny and I feel like that this film is very similar to that which is maybe why it, oh. why it appeals to me. But you're mm. right, yeah, I think there are films if you look back about older people falling in love it's not always the young people i just find that these days when you go and see comedies the ones with that are about young people just a crap <laughs> that's because they've well, had no life experience yeah. Let, let's face it though like back in the day uh like you know, a love story would be like two people finding each other yeah uh, this in this day and age a, a love story is people like swiping right yeah so that is the right way i don't know how they swipe Left i think right. it might be right right. Right. right makes sense because you're like oh yeah that person's will be right for me mm. which way is easier when you're looking at your phone it's right because it's easier to go right is it if you have to go left uh, oh, no, it depends what hand you use. I was going to say, it depends. <laughs> when you do the right thing, it was kind of like, go away. And so, like, the, the left... Maybe no, it... I'm just knowing from when I've been, I've done this, right? And, oh, no, hold on, or is that bad? I think, I feel... I think you're swiping them away when you're doing that. Yeah, I think you're right, because yeah. I do that a lot. So swipe left. I swipe you, a... you, you did that a lot, <laughs> which, okay, so f- fair enough, you were quite discerning. And, yeah. then, oh, and then you have to really think about the other one and go, ah, oh, ting. I don't know. I haven't. <laughs> if anyone is on, what's it, I was going to say Twitter. What's it called? Tinder. Tinder. Yep. Please um, let us know which direction. Or Grinder um, or Blender or whatever. Blender. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Like, this is a group for people who really like smoothies. Blender. Love that. <laughs> oh, um, my Lord. So how are we scoring this? Oh, I quite. The, all right. The critics are not loving this film. Yeah, but the critics but are critics, aren't they? I'm going to score this at three and a half. Three and a half. Oh, my heart's will my heart will go ons ons <laughs> ons and ons. <laughs> that was not correct at all. That's was, fine. Was it, so, so obviously, a lot of the the music was Celine Dion music in the yeah the, kind of. Um, but the, that song wasn't featured. It was oh, what's her other really popular That's song? That's the way. No, not that one. Um, if you love me. No, mm, Mm. Oh, oh, if you, if you love, love me like that. We never said we were singers. Ladies and gentlemen, Celine Dion is here with us today. She's just she's taken too much um of something and she can't remember the lyrics. Uh give her a break, she's old. Um She looks pretty good for her. Of course she does. And honestly, watch some of the videos and stuff. She's a cracker. She's she a cracker. Pretty cool. I'm just wondering though, like, do people do they retire? Don't they retire numbers? How can they get just pass them on to new people? Is this an American thing? This might be American because I mean, although have you ever had a call from someone? Absolutely not. Here goes Who Dave. Was, there, <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure this is Dave's number. <laughs> I've I, I think if it's a work phone, you get that. But my phone I've had since I was like 19, and it's been the same number since I was 19. You've had the same number since you were 19. I am not going to change my phone. Why would I change my phone number? No, I think that's incredible. Um, that's really cool. I find it, I find it funny when people get the same email address from the 90s. Like, uh, that's there's, me. There's a, um, a, somebody the other day rang up and they go, hey, what's your email address? It's like uh, David at AOL, AOL, America Online. You've still got an America Online address? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you can always tell when you're getting an email address from somebody over the phone at work and it's clearly something they created when they were younger because <clears throat> there's a little bit of trepidation about giving it to yeah. you. And then you have to be really like, yep, no problem. And some of them are hilarious. Um, but mine I made up when I was 13, so I get it. Mm. But, um, yeah, some of them are not appropriate for applying for jobs. Mm, not mm. that I'm applying for a job, I mean just... Yeah. 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 Get a new one. Get a new one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I tried to and then I forgot the password. So now just back to the one I've had since I was 13. Anyway, um, are we going to play a couple of trailers and be back? Trailers? No. Um, What are they? Advertisements. Yes, thank you very much, sir. Sponsors. 
You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So, Lewis, you've watched... Have you watched all of the episodes of Ted Lasso that are available to you at present time? Of course. Yeah, there's nine episodes. So I was holding off getting um, Apple TV so I could binge them all Mm. and then I binged them all and realised they weren't all there. Nope, not yet. Um, I was upset by this because I finished them in like less than a week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not very good. I've got no control. Um, But we also got it for Tetris, which I still need to get hold of. It's a really good season. And do you feel like... Even though it's called Ted Lasso, do you feel like it's becoming less about Ted Lasso and more about the team? And do you think they would transition out of like Ted Lasso? Like Ted Lasso well, goes home and it becomes the Roy Boys or something. Yeah, the Roy Boys. Um, the thing I'm finding this this is supposed to be the third and final season. Uh, oh, <laughs> why would you say that? <laughs> because that's what we've been told. Um, oh, but I don't read the news, Lewis. But I don't see how that's possible. Like uh, they've I, only got three more episodes exactly. left. Exactly. Like, how do you wrap up everything in three more episodes? You can't. Yeah. So I don't know. The they're, they're such li- likable characters, and I know that um, you know Ted is a great character and everything like that. But yeah. But sometimes it's good to have a show that's just three seasons, and they know what they want to do, and they do it within that that three season arc. Yeah, that's um, true. His his little stories do go on and on, and mm. I'm like, yeah, just get to the point, Ted. We don't need to hear the whole story. But so I'm like, am I getting sick of Ted Lasso? <laughs> but I think I think it'll be good to be well when it is finished to be able to go back and watch it again from the start. Mm. Um, this week's show was really good, and um, there, there was a uh, a certain uh, aspect to the uh, one of the conflicts that happens in the show mm. that I I could really relate to, um, and it was uh, like, and I think maybe we should do a, a tangent seat on that so we can to- talk openly about uh, yep. the the show, but. Um, yeah, this week's show was uh, like dealing with uh, L- LGBTQI kind of issues mm-hmm. um, and how people react to things. And uh, it was just, oh, I mean, I-, I think it'd be hard to, to not watch this episode and, and, and like just relate to it in, in some way. Um, but yeah, it was, it's been a great season and I'm, I'm loving the character development of Roy. Um, mm. And it's so weird. And Jamie. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie. as well, yeah. I, but I'm just so uh, like I, every every time I see Roy and I l- listen to Brett Goldstein on um, the uh, movies to was um, movies to be buried with yeah it? something like that yeah films films to be buried with yeah yeah uh, it's like the he is so He's far like away chalk from, and cheese so far away from Roy it's ridiculous mm. it's not the same guy surely it's they're they're different people uh, he must hurt his voice type doing that Roy voice I know um, but the it's uh, just. Great, great casting, you know, great storytelling, great actors. I, it's got um, Anthony Stewart head in there. and I have never hated a character more. Well, you should watch Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 3 and you'll, you'll hate the High Evolutionary. He's a piece of crap. Uh, oh, is he in – he's not in that. It's just he's a character. The, the character is in, in – in, Oh, no, right. No, no, it's no, not it's Rupert. Not, it's not Rupert. No, no, no. It's a different actor playing the High Evolutionary. Right. I'm just saying that the High Evolutionary is the worst uh, bad guy – sorry, is the best bad guy ever because he's the worst bad guy ever. Okay. So – yeah, and then that's came from a place where there was a guy who wanted to wipe out half the people in the Yeah, but you understood – you kind of understood his yeah. reasoning. Whereas the higher evolution is just a horrible, horrible just person who just likes to inflict pain on people for his own ends. But anyway, I digress. We're talking about uh, Ted Lasso. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, yeah, it's fantastic. But, yeah, um, Anthony Stewart Head is – oh, his, his character is such God, a – God, I hate oh, he's, him. He's horrible. Oh, it's so like horrible. I hate him in every episode he's in and I never thought that would happen to to that to that actor for mm. me because obviously I, I watched him in as, as Giles for a very long time. So – and now to watch him I just – like I, I said out loud, geez, he's such a prick. Yeah. Like when I was watching the episode the other night. Um, you know what's funny? Really random because that's me. When you were walking out and I was watching you on the um, monitors last week, I was like, oh, man, from the back he really looks like Nathan. You know, now that Nathan's like gone like grey with his hair. Nathan. Nathan Fillion, Nathan obviously. Fillion. No, of course oh. not Nathan Fillion, the character of Nathan in tr- – in um, Ted Lasso. Oh, right. Because you've yeah. got this, your hair's kind of cut 
relatively the same and and it's kind of the same colour and I think you're kind of around the same height. And I'm like, man, from the back he really looks like Nathan. But anyway, um, I digress. I don't spit on mirrors though. Oh my god! I know he. <laughs> out of all the characters, he's had the weirdest arc, he, and yeah. I think he's coming back, you know, to himself. Yeah, I'm liking, I'm liking the way they're dealing with him and how he's kind of like realizing stuff. Like yeah, you can see it like ticking over in his head. Because mm. I was wondering how they, were, they they turned him to the dark side at the end of the last season. Mm. It's like how they were going to bring him back, and yeah. so yeah, mm. it's interesting. But again. Tangent City, I think, is yes, more, more I know. Since we can't stop talking about it, mm. um, I've binge watched a couple of other uh, things on Prime uh, because I realise I have it and I'm watching it. Um, so, have you guys heard of Daisy Jones and the Six? Heard of it? Not seen it. So, this is about a fictional band from the seventies. And I was I started watching it because two of my colleagues were talking about how good it was. And I was like, okay, it keeps popping up. I guess I'll just watch it. And because because it talks a lot about there's a lot of drug use and, you know, times were turbulent in the seventies, lots of coke and and then there's like this um, you know, strained kind of relationship going on. Um, I'm like, oh, it's kind of not my thing. But I watched it and I fell in love with it very quickly. Um, the The essence of the story is that you've got this this band from Pennsylvania and they um, they get together when they're younger and then there's another uh, a Daisy Jones character who eventually joins them um, and they become huge. So when I was watching it, I was like, man, this music is really Fleetwood Mackie. And then I did some research and the person who wrote the book for this apparently went to a Fleetwood Mac um, concert with her mum in 1997 and she watched Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham and after the concert she said, oh, Siri, seriously, I wasn't talking to you. Um, <laughs> I don't know Bad what is Siri. Bad Siri. I, I don't know. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But, yeah, she got out of the concert and she's like, man, you can tell they really love each other. And her mum's like, oh, no, they dated for a bit, but then they broke up and they wrote this album called Rumours and that was all about their relationship breakup. And anyway, so this was the spark for the series. So, or the book, I should say, that has become the series. So I try to describe the the, the um, TV show to people and say, if you like Fleetwood Mac... It's like having a brand new Fleetwood Mac album and it's the music is really, really good. The story is good. I bawled my eyes out in the last episode, um, which I didn't realise I was going to do because <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't fully know how much I like these characters, um, but apparently I did. Um, so that's on Prime and it's really, really good. Uh, I think it was eight or ten, episode, ten episodes, hour long, bit of a commitment, but you can do it. It's good. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Did he just say we can't know everything? We can't do everything. Because you said you can do it, I think. Oh. I think that's what he said. Isn't, isn't it supposed I just to... don't like that Siri listens to me when I don't even say its name. Is... And then it's like got all of the, like the whole thing that I've just said for the last two minutes. And it's sent it off somewhere. Where have know. you sent that? Isn't it supposed to just... Taking my phone <laughs> yeah. up and my watch off. Isn't it just <laughs> supposed to react when you say, hey, Siri? Actually, it's, it's funny, like, because we've all got iPhones here and like you think uh, don't sit stay <laughs> down Siri um, it's, it's just it's did you bit, say down do you, uh, do you ever um, uh, do you ever do you ever uh, do you ever uh, do you ever like you know, just do you ever say, like are, uh, try to do an Irish accent <laughs> on air and then fail um, no no that was Jim Owen uh, did okay. you not do you ever do you ever do you ever think that seagulls don't have eyebrows no, it's I, anyway. I don't, but now I will. You will now, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Um, but anyway, uh, do you ever like just go, hey Siri, just to someone's phone to see if you could like do... <laughs> hey Siri, no, but I will now. Yeah. Oh, look, your your phone is the only one that sparked think, for a second. I don't know, oh. no, mine did as well. So, I did it. Yeah. Not mine. Yeah. So mine doesn't react when I say Siri. It reacts at random times like that. When I'm... Got it done. Have, <laughs> have music, uh, sorry, not music, have water like on, like oh. I'm about to wash the dishes or I'm cooking and it's the sizzling of the pan. So 
Um, don't know what's wrong with my Siri, but it's it's cray cray. And then there's videos of like people talking to Alexa, and Alexa knows exactly what you're saying. There's a, an Irish guy whose name I forget. Um, but he's got all these videos where he's asking Alexa to play music, but the way he's pronouncing everything is so bad that you're like, there's no way Alexa's going to figure it out. And it's like playing Whitney Houston. And it's, oh my God. yeah, I have to play it. It's, it's one of our favorites. So anyway, moving on. Um, it's good. Uh, the other thing I've binged is called jury duty. Have you guys heard of this? No. So this is, did you guys, you would know about this show but it's relatively old and we didn't get in in Australia. It's called the Joe Schmo Show. So many, many years ago they did this reality TV show where they had one guy who was legit and everybody else was actors and the whole point was to try and humiliate him and do all this stuff. But half like when they were making it, they're like, man, he's so good, let's just not let's change tack and do something different. And, yeah, so he becomes like the hero kind of. So Jury Judy is kind of along the same lines. They've advertised for a documentary series on a on people sitting on a jury, but there's only one jurist that is a real person. Everybody else is an actor. Everybody at the trial is an actor. Everybody um, at the restaurant they go to is an actor. Like he's legit the only person who is real. Um and James Marsden is also in this. But oh, because, yes. because he is a known person, he's playing a version of himself. Like all the other actors, I, there was an older lady there that I recognised as an actor, mm-hmm. but I think most people probably wouldn't. Um, but, yeah, they're all relatively kind of unknown people. But James Marsden is like playing on the whole man, oh, I can't be here, I'm, a, I'm famous. Like how do I get out of this, <laughs> you know? Like, And he plays like a really jerky version of himself. <laughs> and so like initially Ronald, who's like the dude, is like, oh, man, I, I love you in like this movie <laughs> Sex Drive and which apparently is an old movie. It's a really that, funny movie. Well, apparently. Um, and then James Marsden starts to become like an a-hole and... He's like, oh, man, he's, he's a jerk. I'm really, like, let down <laughs> by his jerkiness. But, like, the whole way, um, it, it's great because he eventually gets told how it all is because, I mean, you know that's how it's going to be. Um, and the last episode is kind of bringing him, like, behind the scenes to see how everything worked. And there's stuff that they don't that they didn't put in because it was so outrageous and all the actors are like, He's going to have to figure this out. This is insane. Mm. Like, you know, it's hilarious if you want a bit of stupid, like, remove your brain and not think too much. Like the first episode, there's a character who gets offered a, a sandwich and she's sucking on a lollipop and she's like, oh, yeah. So she takes it out and sticks it on her boobs so she doesn't lose it. <laughs> like, <laughs> So wait, is each episode a different person that's kind of like... No, no, no. It's, a- it's just this one guy, Ronald. Yeah. It's a three-week trial in inverted commas. Wait, so this guy's Poor there for guy. three weeks. Yeah, and they get they get sequestered into a hotel so that they can't, you know, communicate with the world so all their phones get taken away. And, you know, some of the characters are so outrageous. And, again, like the Joe Schmo show, he's they've chosen him on purpose. You know, they've chosen not to get, like, an a-hole. They've got a nice guy. And he continually is a nice guy through the whole thing. And so... Um, Honestly, it's so funny and this it's a guy, real quick watch. This guy's never going to trust anyone. I know. Ever. I know. Yeah. Trust is going to be. It's so funny though, like, because you read interviews down the track and he's like, you know, I, like a week later I was like, oh, hang on a minute. So everyone at Mar- Margaritaville was an actor as well. They weren't, they weren't real people. Okay, yep. Like just because it had been his life for three weeks. Wow. And, um they built such a friendship as well. Like he still catches up with James Marsden and <laughs> some of the other actors as well. So, um, Could you imagine if it went the yeah. other way and somebody got really annoyed at the oh, end of it? They're yeah. just like, I'm going to sue you. Yeah. I mean, it's they wouldn't be able to because there'd be some kind of thing in the contract that they signed to say. But the, the weird thing is, so the know. guy, the, th- the show's called Jury Duty, right? Mm-hmm. So the guy It's did- not a criminal... Um, it's not a criminal case. Right, okay. It's a libel or non-libel case. Right. So it's not, you know, <laughs> oh, man, you've got to watch it. I just remembered I really want to watch this, yeah. 
Have oh. you got Prime? I do. I have Prime. Okay. Yeah. I want to watch it. You got to watch it. I gotta it's, watch this. I'm. I'm. I've watched it all. I binged it all. I couldn't wait for Chris to be ready to watch it because I watched the first episode and I'm like, finally found something we can watch together. Can't wait for you. Sorry. So I'm going to have to watch it again like I did with Colin from Accounts. But anyway, um, we've got one more um, sponsor and then we're going to wrap things up. So we've we've kind of almost out of time for this show. Um, I've watched a whole bunch of trailers, but uh, do you guys... Sorry. I've got some, I've got some TV shows if that's... Uh, yes, like let's to, do like that. Throw, throw them out there. Um, the, so I, I think I mentioned Schmigadoon uh, mm. and Schmigadoon uh, in previous what? weeks. Have yes. Because, okay, so the first season of Schmigadoon was Schmigadoon and it was a, uh, like, this fantasy land that these uh, two people wandered into um, that was, like, the old school kind of musicals. Mm. Um, so, like, very... Uh, upbeat and, uh, you know, old, old-fashioned-y kind of musicals. Um, and it, the, the couple, they, like, you know, go back to their normal life and then after a, a year or so they decide that they want to go back to Schmigadoon because life's a bit hard and they're not getting pregnant and just things aren't going right. And so they go try to find Schmigadoon and they don't find Schmigadoon and they get depressed and decide to go home and they drive home and they go over a bridge and they end up in Schmicago. And everyone in Chicago looks very similar to the people in Schmigadoon, mm. but they're different characters. And the, the musicals are now like, you know, uh, more uh, well, Chicago and, uh, you know, Sweeney Todd and all the, the darker, sexier kind of musicals mm. of um, the, the, the 80s and 90s and, and that sort of thing. Um, but yes, I've seen the whole thing now and it's really good. It's like, it's just, it's a really interesting concept. Plays out great if you if you know some of the musicals, you'll probably get a bit more from it. But yeah, it's it was uh, it was really cool. So that is on uh, Amazon Prime. So that is on Apple TV Plus, and uh, so that was that one is really good. Um, we also uh, found this um, show on SBS, uh, which is called Stuck, and it stars uh, Dylan Moran. Um, and the reason was, um, Kat, it was Kat's birthday last week and her friend Di uh, contacted me and said, uh, Dylan Moran's coming ne- next week. Do you want me to get tickets so I can give that to Kat for her birthday? And I was like, yeah, bang up, go for it. Let's do this. And so uh, she got Kat the tickets but never told Kat <laughs> what show we were going to go see. And Kat, even though Kat knew we were going to the concert hall and what time it was, she didn't mm. look it up or anything like that. Oh, look at she that. just That's went, cool. I just want to like, you know, be, be surprised. It could be musical. Mm-hmm. It could be music. It could be, you know, it's a concert hall. It could be anything really. Did um, you take her? in like blind no, folded? No, no. Well, that's the thing. Is like Because when she gets there, yeah, she realised it was. I honestly thought that we would get... like it, We went to a dinner at the Japanese restaurant beforehand and we were sitting there and we were eating a very empty restaurant. It was a Tuesday night. What do you expect? Um, and uh, so we were sitting there and we were eating and there was this other person, a uh, couple sitting at the table behind us and this person walks in and does that whole like, you know, uh, looks, does a double take, does the point, the finger like, oh my God, it's you. Oh my God, it's me kind of thing. And then they're like, oh, my God, are you going to Dylan Moran as well? And, uh, uh, and then the couple went, yeah, 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 we're going to Dylan Moran. How weird is it? We're going to Dylan Moran. You're going to Dylan Moran. We're going to the same restaurant. And Kat's there just, like, looking at us eating and stuff like that. And I'm just going, has she clocked it? She hasn't clocked it. Wow, that's so funny. <laughs> so we get through dinner and we, we go uh, to the Ducks and have a, a cocktail before the show and we, like, leave it really late. The show's at 8 o'clock and we're yeah. like, oh, it's 8 o'clock now, we better go. Oh, my god! And so we leave the Ducks and go to the concert hall. Um, no time to get any drinks or anything like that. And we go up like on the top, the top level of it. So, Nosebleed um, section, yeah, yeah. So we're looking down at the stage and on the stage there is a microphone stand and there is a keyboard, uh, electric keyboard, and I'm just going. Could be music. <laughs> what could? Yeah, and the thing is, like comedy-wise, there's a few comedians who use mm. like keyboards, but Dylan Moran, not one of them. No, I was going to say I didn't realize yeah. he played keyboard. And so I'm going, oh, are we in the right place? I don't know. <laughs> Did he have a pre-act? Or? No, no. Oh. Well, and so uh, we were just there and like the, the lights go down. It's, Ladies and gentlemen, 
Dylan Moore. And Kat was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> 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 That's so cool. And yeah, so, uh, That's Kat, the best. And it was kind of weird. His career, because obviously we found out about him from Black Books. Yeah. And then, like, whenever he toured, like, we went to Melbourne during the Comedy Festival to see him. And I, I bumped into him. Well, Kat and I bumped into him in a cafe, in a, like, wine thing beforehand. And he wished me a happy birthday. And I was like, oh, I love this guy. And then... Um, We've seen him a couple of times in Perth. Last time we saw him in Perth, uh, it was like talking about being a father and having kids and doing mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and being sober. Because the first mm-hmm. time we saw him, he was like dr- drinking and smoking and everything like that. It was basically Bert of Black on stage. Yeah. Uh, the, the next few times we saw him, he stopped smoking mm-hmm. and he stopped drinking. Um, and then uh, in the last, uh, between then and now, he got divorced and he, he started uh, drinking again. I don't want to say his company's better because of it, <laughs> kind of is, but um, but it's uh, he's also, um, during lockdown, he learnt to play the piano keyboard um, and not, not great. He's not a virtuoso or anything like that. Mm. But then he, uh, then, then he did, you know, uh, sing some songs and stuff, which is weird. It was, I don't know. It was, I, I'm undecided about like whether he should just do his 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 normal shtick or, or whether he should keep the um mm. songs the songs in there. So um yeah, but that was uh, that was the reason why. So we saw uh, stuck with Dylan Moran. Um, the TV show is on SBS. Tiny little episodes, like 13, 12, 30 minutes long. Uh, and it's about a, a couple and uh, he's older, she's younger. Uh, he's just been fired from his job in an advertising agency. And it's a, it's a comedy, but it's a, just a comedy of tension. So, oh. But it's, it's, it's good. It's just bite-sized you know, things. You just watch it really quickly and there's, not, there's like six of them. So, yeah. So uh, Stuck is on uh, SBS, so check it out. Mm, there you go. Um, so next week you're off to see a car movie. I am. One of the epic car movies of all time. One of the Fast. franchise thingies. Actually, I think it's called Fast X. So um. I we went to see Air a few weeks ago. Oh, uh, by the way, guys, um, Air is coming out on Prime as of Friday the 12th, as of tomorrow. Um, when I was watching one of those TV series, it came up and it was advertised and I've put it on my calendar. That is how much I want to see it again. Um, but, yeah, the Fast and Furious movie trailer was on before it and I was like, wow. I mean, I know there's a market for it, but I just could not help but laugh at, at what was on the screen. The problem is, the is I love know it. this is going to be a long film too and I'm like, I don't want to see three hours of car chases. <laughs> like, I just don't. But somebody's going to take one for the team and yes. I'm going to do it and I'm going to come back and I'm going to report on that film. So well, that, that's... you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, thanks for that, man. Because right. they, they went to the space in the last one. They went one. to space in the last so one. So where, how, where, how do you go past space? Um, like really? going to the core of of the Earth. I Ooh, don't know. That's, that's an interesting. Idea. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if that's scientifically possible. They, they, they anything is scientifically possible in a Fast and Furious. They movie. mash it up with the Armageddon, and they they've got to go to an asteroid and then drill a hole in the asteroid and with then, the car. With the car, yes, yep, yeah. Yep. Somehow, I'm still I'm still baffled that they have another Fast and Furious um, Transformers mashup. It's just asking for it, quite frankly. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Uh, if it comes out next year, we know where they got the idea from. <laughs> anyway, we will be back next week and um, enjoy the rest of your week, I guess, and stay tuned if you are on Radio Fremantle for Quizzy. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Here's a, here's a bit of Daisy Jones and the Six, by the way. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture. <laughs>